OTAs are here, and we have a number of odds and ends to go through as the Dolphins enter the next phase of their preparations for the 2023 NFL season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day, and in this case, your second Miami Dolphins listen of the day. It is Monday evening, May 22nd, 2023. First day of OTAs are here. Welcome to Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Shout out to the everydayers who keep it locked in on a daily basis. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to sign up today. Today, we got some headlines. The Dolphins reported to OTAs. ESPN dropped their football power index. So we got a number of things to, to kind of digest. And I wanted to make sure that we did that before we fell too far behind uh, as OTAs and content comes from OTAs. So the first bit of news that dropped was courtesy of NFL Network's Cam Wolf, who reported that the Dolphins would be hosting two days of joint practices with the Atlanta Falcons ahead of their uh, preseason contest against the Falcons at Hard Rock Stadium. So Miami will be hosting these joint practices with the Falcons on August 8th and August 9th. They will be open to the public. So first of all, that's really exciting news uh, to get a chance for the Dolphins to compete against another team, uh, get a chance to measure yourself against uh Somebody other than yourself will be a good litmus test for the Dolphins. They've done this in the past with teams like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, now it's the Atlanta Falcons. So that being the first bit of news, that's great news to hear that Miami will take advantage of that opportunity to have a highly competitive environment and test to their mettle and, and have a nice tune uh, to get yourself uh, figured out relative to the rest of, of at least the rest of uh, a different set of lineups and matchups. Now, one thing that we're doing over at Locked On NFL Scouting is we're evaluating all the teams in the same way that I evaluate the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you put these players into any number of different buckets to try to quantify how prepared and conditioned the roster is to be competitive. And the Falcons are a team that um, have struggled the last two years under Arthur Smith. They've won ten, seven games in each of their last two seasons. Uh, Arthur Smith entering into year three is probably in a win-now situation. I think there's some really exciting talent for Miami to match up against, uh, and that is where I think that the true values are going to come. I will say this about this Falcons offensive line and grading how many cornerstone players and quality starters they have on their front. Uh, this is one of the best offensive lines in football. So to get the news that the Dolphins will be bumping heads with, in my mind, one of the best offensive lines in football with Jake Matthews at left tackle, who's been a long-entrenched quality starter there. Uh, they have Chris Lindstrom at right guard, who has taken steps in his first few three years in the NFL and is, by all accounts, a, a cornerstone player, got to pay $20 million per year at guard. 
Kayla McGarry was a free agent and re-signed, came back. He was a former first-round pick. Uh, the team has two mid-round selections competing at guard, and then they took Matthew Bergeron, who we initiated ourselves with in the event that he would be a selection for the Dolphins in this year's NFL draft, and they took Bergeron in the top 40. So really strong group. Obviously, Bijan Robinson at running back, running behind that. Top 10 pick at wide receiver in Drake London. Top 5 pick at tight end in Kyle Pitts. This Dolphins defense, for all that it is expected to be, you're going to get a chance to find out in early August just how they physically match up against the very imposing players. And I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about. Take the Bijan Robinson thing with a grain of salt because you're probably not going to go to the ground too often. You're probably not going to do anything more than thump from a contact perspective for, as ball carriers. But Jalen Ramsey matching up against Drake London, I, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see if Xavier Howard gets those reps and matchups and see how he handles that. Is Jalen, would Jalen Ramsey take reps against Kyle Pitts? Would Javon Holland take reps against Kyle Pitts? Is Deshaun Elliott going to take those reps against Kyle Pitts? Which of these linebackers can potentially match up against Kyle Pitts? That's um, that's going to be trial by fire. Uh, from the physical skill set perspective, Pitts obviously not as productive last year after putting up 1,000 yards as a rookie receiver, but um, some really nice one-on-one matchups and the fact that they're going to be open to the public for all of us to have a chance, chance to watch and process and digest, I, I think is outstanding. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity for all of us as Dolphins fans who are there to hopefully come away from that exchange with the Falcons feeling really good about what the Dolphins are are putting out on the field from a a talent perspective. And and that's my expectation. And I'm sure that would be the expectation of all the players on the roster uh, as well. Uh, Defensively for the Falcons, they've invested a good amount up front. Grady Jarrett's a pretty disruptive player. In the interior, they signed Calais Campbell. They got some uh, unproven play at corner. They traded for Jeff Akuda. AJ Terrell was down this past year after being up in 2021. They did bring in Jesse Bates at safety. Uh, But I think Miami and their wide receivers will really test the Falcons and their ability to cover. And then their linebackers across the middle of the field is probably the biggest question mark that I have on that Falcons defense. So, this Falcons group is uh, not like going against the Eagles last year. And the Eagles, of course, were uh, NFC champions at the end of the road. And the Dolphins got to test their medal against them early in the year and perform quite well. Uh, but it will be a healthy break for the players. And I, I think there's a number of storylines that us as Dolphins fans can process as I've sat down and really thought about, okay, you're, you're going to practice against the Falcons for two days and then play a game. Like, what are we going to learn? And I think we should get a, a really good evaluation window uh, with those joint practices. So kudos to both Arthur Smith and Mike McDaniel and the, and the rest of the Falcons and Dolphins for getting that figured out so that we can have that. We're next going to talk about ESPN's Football Power Index, which dropped today. And it's one of my favorite metrics to go over as far as team strength in general and how the Dolphins stack up. But before we do, now is the perfect time to make a fast break over to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet with FanDuel does not hit. How's that for peace of mind? So uh, not quite as good of peace of mind as knowing that you got Jimmy Butler stepping on the court for you in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals, but 
No sweat first bet's not a bad second in that alternative there too. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So ESPN dropped their football power index, which is 10,000 simulations of the season. And across those 10,000 simulations, they are collecting the win-loss record of all the teams based on the quality of the players and the qualities of the roster and trying to quantify how good your team is and, and what their expected record is. Take the record projections right now with a total grain of salt. Uh, because there are only five teams in the NFL, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, that are projected to have 10 or more wins on the season, and nobody's projected to have more than 10.7. I think that's a great illustration of the parity across the league right now, largely. It's just unfortunate that there's a great disparity between the parity of the AFC and the definition of parity in the AFC versus parity in the NFC. Because I can tell you right now, if the Dolphins were in the NFC, to be a top three team in the conference. Now, they may still very well end up being a top three team in the AFC, but there's a lot more crowded field that you have to worry about. The rankings themselves, the Dolphins check in as the ninth, excuse me, tied for seventh ranked team with two other teams on Football Power Index. The teams that are definitively ranked in front of the Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals, the San Francisco 49ers, and then by fractions of a point, the New York Jets. Now, I think the thing that I'm most excited about, about FPI this year, is FPI has hated the Dolphins for the last four years. <laughs> they have hated the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been like a bottom eight team on FBI this time of year for the past since 2019 and that's really when I started paying attention to football power index because that's when I was doing USA Today's Dolphins Wire and uh, responsible for five to seven headlines on a daily basis and you're really combing through stuff in June July trying to figure out okay what are we going to talk about and football power index was a godsend because you could really dive into it and get a bunch of angles out of it so for Miami to check in tied for seventh with the Chargers and the Cowboys and a pretty significant drop-off to the 10th-ranked team is pretty eye-opening because it's been quite some time. And I think the Dolphins' defense will rank better than where FBI has their defense ranked, too, if we're being honest. Uh, if you broke this up across offense, defense, and special teams, the Dolphins have, according to Football Power Index, the sixth-best metric offense in the league, behind the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Bengals. Okay, they are just in front of the Lions. They're just in front of the 49ers. That's the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Jets. Okay, so that's that's kind of your top 12 or so. Maybe not 12. I didn't actually count them. But that going to the Jets felt appropriate. Defensively, the Dolphins are 11th, tied for 11th with the Cleveland Browns defensively according to Football Power Index. I think they will rank higher than this. Defensively, I do. The best team in the NFL defensively, according to Football Power Index, is the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be really good. 
I don't know about number one defense in the NFL. The Denver Broncos are number two. That is surprising. The Washington Commanders are number three, and that is also surprising. Commanders have big questions at corner. They got big questions at linebacker. They have big-time questions on the edge. Montez Sweat has been an okay player. Chase Young hasn't been a thing for two years. Uh, you got Obata and Williams as your other options on the edge there. So count me out on Washington, particularly being in front of Miami with Vic Fangio and the additions that the Dolphins have made defensively. And then it's a bunch of usual suspects, the New England Patriots. Yeah, of course, you know, Bill Belichick, San Francisco 49ers. They're loaded with blue-chip players. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, defensive-minded coach. They've had an established pedigree there. Philadelphia Eagles, Cincinnati Bengals. And you have the Dallas Cowboys, which, you know, they've been awesome with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. So I wouldn't gripe about them being ranked in front of the Dolphins as well. And then the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens have big-time questions with their CB2. I think the Ravens have big-time questions on the edge with their edge rushers. I would put Miami in front of Baltimore. I would put Miami in front of Washington. And I would put Miami in front of Denver. So if I were doing the rankings and changing it, changing FPI to, to what I thought you know was a reasonable list, I think those three are unreasonable to have in front of the Dolphins. Remember, too, the Broncos, they, they lost Draymond Jones in free agency. They have a new defensive coordinator. Fair bit of turnover there. So I would sell on those teams. And I think the Jets will be very good. And, and it's statistically speaking, bringing everybody back, if you told me that they ranked better than the Dolphins at the end of the year in points and yards, like, okay, I can see it. But do I think they're going to be... 5x the defense and the FPI metric at the end of the year than the Dolphins' defense? No, I don't. So those are just a couple of observations that I have with uh, football power index with the unit offense and defense projections. Now, special teams. This is very closely condensed. First in the NFL and last in the NFL is separated by 0.6 points. Miami's in the bottom third of the spectrum. And I get it. Because the Dolphins' special teams, they brought back Danny Crossman. They lost their best special teams contributor in Thomas Morstead. Jason Sanders was super ineffective beyond 50 yards. I get it. But I would assume that the hope is that there were players that were pressed into defensive snaps last year and offensive snaps last year that would have been your primary special teams player if not for injuries to players above them on the depth chart. And if that's the case, kind of the trickle down is your 40th, 41st, 42nd, 43rd, 44th, 45th, 46th, 47th player that dresses on game day uh, are going to be better players that are taking those special teams reps because you're not missing players for injury. And if that's the case, then I think Miami can, can outperform what the FPI uh, assertions are for them. As far as big picture, the other reason I like FPI is it gives you division championship odds, playoff odds, divisional round odds, conference championship odds, and Super Bowl odds. And Miami has some decent numbers here. I'd like their playoffs to be a little higher. Uh, they are given a 47.8 chance percent to make the playoffs in the AFC. That's behind the Chiefs in the West, the Bengals in the East, the Bills in the... Let's try that again. 
Bills, Chiefs in the West, Bengals in the North, Bills in the East, and Jaguars in the West. So that would be your four division winners, according to FBI. And then the next best in the AFC playoff odds-wise, the Ravens at 54.8%, the Jets at 51.5%, the Chargers as the seven at 50.2%, and then the Dolphins at 47.8%. You don't have another AFC team above uh, 40%. So we don't like being eighth on this list. I don't really pay too much mind to being eighth on the list, but more so it's the fact that Football Power Index deduces that the AFC playoff picture is eight teams, is an eight-team race. And if that is indeed the case and the Dolphins are amongst those eight, I like your odds to let it play out, let the chips fall where they may, and, and go from there. Miami's given a 22% chance to win the AFC East. That's the largest number I have seen for them in quite some time. Uh, they're given a 27% chance to make the divisional round of the playoffs, a 13% chance to make the conference title game, a 5% chance to, excuse me, a 6.4% chance to make it to the Super Bowl, and a 3.2% chance to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. I'll take 3%. The highs for, for point of reference, the Eagles are given a 25% chance to make the Super Bowl and a 14% chance to actually win the Super Bowl. So that's Football Power Index, which is a really intriguing tool. Uh, it's hated the Dolphins in the past couple of years. It doesn't hate the Dolphins this year. It's kind of a weird place to be, but maybe it's a good omen, especially with all the other successes of, of South Florida sports that are happening right now. Vamos Gatos and Heat Culture uh, representing themselves quite well in the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, we're going to finish with some key dates this summer we already kind of talked about one set of dates for joint practices with the falcons and if you're a dolphins fan that wants to catch everything that you can you're going to be busy and that's what we're going to close with here today on this episode of locked on dolphins the first thing that i have is a set of dates uh, pertaining to what the dolphins have between now and the start of training camp 2023 nfl offseason workout Program dates. The Dolphins OTA offseason workouts started today, May 22nd. They go 22nd, 23rd, and May 25th, May 30th and 31st, and then June 2nd. So that is offseason OTA workouts. Mandatory minicamp from June 6th to June 8th, and then the dead zone, the six, seven week dead zone. So we actually have some content that's going to be coming out over the next two weeks or so based off of OTAs, and then you get minicam, or hopefully you get some, some content out of that as well. Uh, and then everybody goes away for six, seven weeks, hits recharge, you come back for camp. Start camp at the end of June. But if you're a Dolphins fan that, that really wants to make the rounds this year, uh, you're going to be busy because this year's Pro Football Hall of Fame induction in Canton, Ohio is August 5th. And of course, that is relevant because Zach Thomas is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So if you want to catch all of the public Dolphins events that you can, you're going to have to be in Canton on August 5th. I wouldn't recommend staying for the game, because the Dolphins don't play in it. And then you're going to have to make sure you book it back to South Florida, probably on Sunday, 
or Mon- you could wait till Monday if you wanted to, because Tuesday and Wednesday, the Dolphins will have their joint practices against the Falcons on the 8th and the 9th, and then on the 11th, they will play that home preseason game uh, against the Falcons at Hard Rock Stadium. So, I am aspiring to do that gauntlet itself. I can't uh, promise with logistics that there won't be some hiccups along the way, but uh, that, that's my plan. And I would cordially invite you, if it's within your means, to come to Canton, to go to joint practices. Let's talk some Dolphins football, and let's not wait until August either. That's what we're, we're manufacturing here on Locked On Dolphins is uh, a great community. It's been awesome to see how many of you have maintained interest through a uh, very interesting free agency window, and the Dolphins, of course, trading for Jalen Ramsey, uh, kind of a underwhelming from a draft capital perspective draft cycle that so many of you were super tapped into and really enthusiastic about. And now we're here at the, the last week of May and you guys are, are still holding interest in everything that we're doing here on Lockdown Dolphins, which has been awesome. So you guys can continue to let me know what kind of content you're interested in hearing about. But with the news of the joint practices and the, the dates and, and how tight that was to Canton, wanted to make sure that we spent a little bit of time just to throw that gauntlet and challenge out there for all of you as well. Make sure you hit subscribe here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team. You can catch us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to the everydayers. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Vamos Gatos. Let's go Florida Panthers tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game three against the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's hope the Dolphins, or the the Dolphins, the Panthers come back with a dub. And uh, if so, we will be celebrating tomorrow on our next episode here of Locked On Dolphins. Thanks for checking out the show, and fins up.